0: Buzzwords, Conversations About Teaching and Learning at SU, where we talk about working, learning, and transforming at SU, and hopefully a lot more than that. We'd like to thank our sponsor, SU's Transformative Teaching and Learning Team, led by Karin, if you know, you know, Lucas. My name is Melissa Smelzercraft, head women's basketball coach here at Shenandoah, and I'm here with my co-hosts.
1: Yes, and co-host over mm. here, number one, or <laughs> just one of the co-hosts, I don't want to say I'm number one, Scott's definitely number one. Uh, Joey Grisiak, the director of eSports here at the university, uh, happy to be here as always, and... We sound this awesome because of our student, Sean Kelly, who is our producer for the podcast this year. He's a senior double major in business and in esports, so a few short months and we finally get to kick him out of this university, um, it'll be great to see him spread his wings and fly. I don't know, something magical (laughs) or like that. Um, But yeah, happy to be here, looking forward to today's conversation as always, but before we get to any of that, uh, Scott, why don't you tell the people about yourself?
2: Hi everyone, Scott King, professor in the psychology department at Shenandoah. Um, I'm still coming off of a fun weekend thanks to Melissa's team, but I'll let her talk more about that a little later. So here's our our admin for the day. That music that you heard at the top, that song's creative title is Powerful EDM Future Bass from the producer or website Ivy Music. Who picked that? I picked it's it. It's a great one. <laughs> I thought that was about fishing. I thought that was about oh. a bass.
1: <laughs> the future bass. You know. I
0: imagine that to have been Scott's aim, screen name. <laughs> some AIM? of those words that Use were in powerful there. bass. <laughs> yeah. <EDM>. Future bass. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, yeah, to go with the transforming theme of the uh, of the pod this season. Now it has been three weeks since our last recording. We had some uh, some COVID enforced delays. We had I think. Joey was busy doing something there's a, last yeah, week. Yeah, there was an
1: esports recruitment day, so
2: yeah, a lot, of stuff going on. Melissa's been a little bit busy just, nah. just winning things, <laughs> um, being the
3: champion that she is. That's right, <laughs>
2: that's right. Now, in the in those three weeks, I was hoping we'd get to a thousand downloads. We're not quite there yet. We're at nine hundred and ninety-eight. So close. Nine hundred ninety-eight. So we better get over a thousand between now and the and the next one. Um, we still have our good reviews on Apple Podcasts. Um, if you have friends who aren't subscribed, go ahead and get them to subscribe and follow the pod. Our email is buzzwords at su.edu. And we've got a great guest this week. Melissa, who's our guest?
0: Uh, Michelle Pie, Dr. Pie is sitting here with us. Welcome. So happy to have you here. Um, I'm going to do the intro, so let's get her involved in the dialogue here. Okay, deep breath. This is a lot. All right, ready? Uh, Michelle Pye, Assistant Professor in Athletic Training and Associate Director of Performing Arts Medicine, PAM, for those acronym lovers out there, and Performing Arts, Health, and Fitness, PAF for those other Path. acronym lovers. Correct. Uh, graduate Certificate Programs. I'm just laughing at how hard Joey's laughing right now. Sorry. Refocus. Okay. <laughs> Dr. Pi earned her bachelor's of science from the University of Pittsburgh and her master's of science from Illinois State University, both degrees focusing on athletic training. She obtained her Ph.D. from the University of North Carolina at Greensboro in Applied Neuromechanics. Michelle teaches a variety of healthcare professionals the application of their clinical skills to specialized populations such as the performing arts community and esports. Her, ooh, her <laughs> research focuses on characterizing neuromuscular control patterns as assessed by one, postural control, two, biomechanics, three, muscular activation in athletes and performing artists. Please don't look at the way I'm sitting at my computer. Uh, at SU, Dr. pai is a founding member of Spark Plus, the Shenandoah Performing Arts Rehab Center, a team whose mission is is to provide orthopedic and fitness screenings and interventions with the goal of promoting health, enhancing performance, and managing muscular skeletal <laughs> Yeah, you got it. Injuries for Shenandoah University students and faculty in the performing arts and esports. Notably, Dr. Pai is Chair of Pride, Presidents, Representatives for Inclusion, Diversity and Equity, a committee intentionally drawn from a diverse array of stakeholders across all areas of the university. Pride provides assessment, recommendation and consultation to all stakeholders and departments across the university.
2: Woohoo. Wow.
3: I mean, you went through all those acrony- acronyms wonderfully. Acrony- yeah, we new, had baby.
2: Spark Plus? We had Pride, we had
3: Pam, S- Puff,
2: Puff. <laughs> and Pam.
3: all really, together <laughs> <path>. on <Pom>,
2: Puff. <laughs> Puff, Pam, Puff. Just, it, So Michelle, you're, so you're, you're you're quite the transformer.
3: Why? Thank you. How
2: long have you been at SU?
3: This is my 2015. Is when I came. So this is my seventh year. Here? Seven years.
1: I thought you could say 25th year. Uh, <laughs> I, I, say. Well I was like, about oh, to have a I conniption. Really that's the
3: thing. there with, with no. all
2: this, all these accomplishments. <laughs> like you'd think she'd been here for 25 years, right? Did you anticipate being this much of a transformer when you came here?
3: No, honestly, I'll tell an honest story. When I interviewed here, I cried. I'm a city girl from Detroit, Michigan, uh-huh. and I... (laughs) It's kind of the same here. Oh, it's exactly the same. (laughs) But when I landed at Dulles, I got my rental car, I drove, and I kept driving, (laughs) and and then I saw cows on the side of the road.
2: Uh Maybe some horses.
3: Oh, a lot of horses. I even saw a llama.
2: Yes, I know that llama. (laughs) (laughs) You know that one. (laughs) Yeah, I've driven by it lots (laughs) of times, yep.
3: But when I got here, I knew it was such a wonderful opportunity for me, but it was so outside of an environment that I was used to. I was kind of torn emotionally, so... I had my interview. It was great. I love Rose, my program director. We kicked it off, and I was just torn because I knew I needed to be here, but I didn't know if I personally, Michelle Pye, fit, quote, unquote. So I cried, I cried, I prayed, and I was like, I need to be here. So here I am, and honestly, I've cried since then, but not because of (laughs) those I cry all
0: the time here (laughs) at Shenandoah, and it's – it's amazing to think about how the, the how like where the emotional scale is cuz yeah. it's like good tears and bad tears but
3: Exactly. I guess
0: that's what it, it, then you know you're making a difference, so right Michelle?
3: Yeah, ever since making that decision, I've never regretted it. I I know this is where I'm supposed to be and where I'm happy to be. So
0: That's great.
2: Yeah. Well, this the sound effect is for you. <laughs> transforming things. You oh. want to hear my
3: personal sound effect? <laughs> yeah. Pew pew pew. Oh,
2: wait. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, I the got the air I got that one too.
3: <laughs> that was amazing.
2: <laughs> This was going to be for women's basketball, but I think it's it's deserved all around today. Our producer is
0: cringing. Our producer is cringing. Why is Scott doing this? This is amazing. I prefer Michelle's because I know it's going to pick up on the audio, and I can't wait to listen back on this episode. Hey, last week at the
2: Transformers sound effect, it It, actually sounded okay. It sounded okay. Maybe maybe Sean (laughs) did something in
0: post. Sean is not going to make it to graduation. He's going to (laughs) quit. Yeah, actually. Speaking of tears. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) He's about to start crying over there right
1: now listening to this. Yeah.
0: Michelle, I always see you. In the Shingleton training room, which used to be our training room, the basketball court, the athletes, we would share that space. And um, the performing arts crew has certainly taken that space over. I noticed it got a lot nicer once the athletes left. Uh, The floor got (laughs) replaced. I noticed these things. (laughs) That is true. But let's say we're doing a tour or something and you all are in there and, and we say like, hey. Our dancers need love, too. Their feet, their legs, their bodies are are machines. And I think from the athletics lens, we're so naive to think about trainers just being for physical contact sports. Absolutely. So um, I think it's really cool that you as a trainer aren't working with athletes. You're working with um, our performers, which is fantastic.
3: I have a background in dance and music. I played the flute in the marching band. We will have a marching band soon.
0: Oh, yeah. Um,
3: But having that background and watching my brother play athletics all the time, I noticed differences growing up. Like, oh, when he hurts his ankle, somebody's there. Mm. When I hurt my ankle, I just get sent home in my tutu and say, oh, come back tomorrow. (laughs) Um, So early on, I knew like, hey, I wanna make sure that we close that gap of care. I didn't realize it wasn't a girl-boy thing growing up. Then I started to realize it was the population. Performing arts in general just didn't have the medical care that they needed. Um, so when I was at Pittsburgh, my wonderful program director, Dr. Kevin Conley, we didn't have a performing arts program or clinical site, but I told him this is my passion. I was still dancing in, at Pitt. Ooh, why would I dance and do athletic training at the same time? I danced mm-hmm. on the bus last night. Yeah, I <laughs> You deserved that. it. Yeah. You should be dancing right now. Did you now. sprain an ankle on the bus? No, dancing? it wasn't good <laughs> dancing, just for the record. <laughs> <laughs> but he created a, a clinical site for me with uh, the Pittsburgh Ballet at Point Park University, and I started to realize that this could be a thing. So that's kind of where my career started heading towards, finding ways to provide care for underserved populations.
0: Can I ask you this? As, as someone in athletics who is used to and demands a trainer present. I mean, we had had our trainer to travel with us this weekend.
3: I'm going to correct you.
0: Athletic. Go, please do.
3: Yes. Athletic trainer, athletic
0: trainer, athletic trainer. Um, no disrespect to Ashley Schuster, our athletic trainer. Um, S U M S -S A T. Yes. Yes. She's amazing. (laughs) Um, our, our athletic trainers are everything, but do you notice as your passion and this trajectory has gone is it, it, you know, is it like the chicken or the egg? Is your interest lining up with a bigger trend? Or are you the ripple effect that's creating a trend, maybe locally or at our, in our community? You can take full credit for being the ripple.
3: It's, it's <laughs> all me. No, um, <laughs> there are individuals who have this background and who have the passion to care for others. So I will say that I feel like I'm a part of a wave that kind of pushed. Transformer.
0: And,
1: that's right. There you go. I'm <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> a
3: part of that wave, that push, and I'm, I'm glad to see kind of the next wave of students, alumni, and, and even some of my mentors who are continuing on and now working for movie sets. Uh, my mentor from high school, she now does athletic training for like Mission Impossible That's when they're cool. filming so cool. and things of that nature. And even in broadening our scope of practice and again, I wanna serve underserved communities. So now we see this connection with eSports. I wanna make sure that we're thinking about who needs care and realizing it's anyone that has any type of physical activity, any type of demands placed on their body. We wanna make sure that you can perform at your maximum capacity, as well as take care of whatever happens in the event of injury.
0: That's amazing. I I think from, again, the athletics perspective, We as a community need to reshape our minds to think the way you just said. Mm. That if you are physically performing, no matter what it is, it's not like you have to have a uniform on to deserve that type of care.
3: Listen, my mom's bowling league for 75 plus, (laughs) they need an athletic trainer. There's about seven people on her team with knee replacements. And I'm like, you all are impressive individuals. Oh boy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's, you know, and I think it's a good point. As we get new programs too, and Michelle, you mentioned Marching Band. Come here to ask you. I assume that will fall under your purview. Is that gonna be another Spark plus plus?
3: I do not know <laughs> yet. Um but I would love to um reach out. Yeah. I don't want to say anything before, you know, there might be other other hands in the pot. You don't want to volunteer no, no. for
0: anything. <sighs> <laughs> careful, careful what you say. Yeah,
3: but I do think that they. Would don't want fit- to don't get
0: Shenandoah.
3: You oh, don't want to get Doewood.
1: Oh, I got Shen
3: and Do-ed. Do-ed. You've been Shen- I think, look. I, I just have. read that whole resume. You've been Shenandoah girl. I've been Doewood. <laughs> I do think that marching band would fit perfectly within the Spark Plus.
1: Yeah, right no, I think that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, I think that does, and and it's more than just a Spark Plus. It's also Pride. Yes. How are things going on Pride?
2: Whoo, yeah. busy. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who would have thought? Let's get out of here.
3: Yeah. So right now, Pride, Presidents, Representatives for Inclusion, Diversity, and Equity, we're right now focused on revamping our campus climate survey. So we sent out a campus climate survey in the fall of 2018. um, And this is a way for-
0: Nothing has happened- you know, racially <laughs> since then. Not a thing yeah, it's pretty much that <laughs> would, you know, nothing really that I can think of that, you know, nothing. <laughs> the world has changed. That's a long, 2018, 2018 is a long yesterday. time yeah. ago. It's the yeah. same
3: as 1776, right? Amen.
0: Ooh, yeah.
3: I mean, well, let me <laughs> stop there before <laughs> I go. I, I, my hands
0: are in the air <laughs> right now and I'm going to walk away. Yeah, so
3: um, yeah, there's a lot that is going on. So right now Pride's main focus is to ensure that we're prepared to send out the campus climate again in the fall of 2022. So we're going through our edits. We'll be meeting this Wednesday, or I don't know when this will air, but we will be meeting at the beginning of March uh, to ensure that you know all stakeholders from various levels can get their eyes on it before we send it out to the main community. Nice. Yeah. And from there, our campus climate data is used to kind of pull up action items. What directions does Shenandoah need to take to really reach that goal of this equitable, transformative community that Mm -hmm. really includes all aspects of the diversity that each one of us bring? We have to understand that everyone brings diversity to our community and we need to value that, we need to appreciate that, we need to welcome that. For sure. So from the 2018 survey, we did um, eight action items, and I know it seems like a long time ago, but from those action items, it was like shared language, the harassment bias policy, um, increasing diversity in our students as well as in our faculty and staff, um, having powers of position. Since then, we've got three chief diversity officers, we've got several positions across campus, Um, that focus on inclusion, diversity, and equity. Mm -hmm. We have so many um, students who want to be involved at the student level. We have student groups now focused on this. We're talking about it consistently. We've been able to have our anti-racism training. And right now, all schools here at Shenandoah, all the faculty and staff are going through at least the beginning parts of that. So it doesn't always feel like, oh, we're making the progress that we need, but we are making progress, and I want to make sure that, you know, we continue to move that ship forward. Definitely.
0: I'd like to make a point, and then we should hit these topics, Mm -hmm. but I'd like to make a point that goes back to kind of you thinking about leaving Detroit and coming here. (laughs) What I love about Shenandoah University is the fact that we can each take our own experiences, who we are, what we've done, what we've seen, our apprenticeships, and what we've learned We all have master's degrees, PhDs, et cetera, and this eclectic background, and we come together and we are allowed to apply those things here. Some schools, you are not allowed to apply those things. And I've worked at other places where you fall in line, you don't say anything, you know, you you just do as told. And and the opposite of, of that is true here at Shenandoah University. And as a coach, as an adjunct, as someone who has this opportunity to be on this podcast, I feel that in every way and I think your story says that the loudest to me right now and it's going back to you thinking about even taking this like all of who you are is welcomed here and you're thriving here and you've had such an impact in such a
3: short time so I just want to say that out loud. I appreciate that and I receive that. You're welcomed in all of my spaces as well. Oh, awesome.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Wow,
1: I don't know how to follow that up.
3: Yeah. Start the highs.
1: Yeah, simulation. like a uh, high praise <laughs> for that. <laughs> and it's great to see right there's there. there's there's low resistance for what's going on. Speaking of high and low, uh, let's get to our highs and lows for this episode, uh, where everybody gets to talk about. This is for everybody. Talk about the best and the worst events from really the previous. For us, it's been about the previous three weeks. We're gonna make Melissa go last. Um, <laughs> we can try to guess what her high will be. Um, I'll start because <laughs> mine's not exciting whatsoever. Um, my high is that I got asked to go on a familiarization tour to Myrtle Beach at the end of March, which will be great because who knows what the weather is going to be like in Winchester at the end of March, but in Myrtle Beach, I'm pretty sure it's going to be nice and warm. Familiarization. And it's called an FAM, a familiarization tour for those in the tourism industry know how, which I didn't know that until I had to look it up. Um, they bring in groups of people that have an expertise in some specific area and tourism groups bring these people in to go around the city and see if it's an area that might be ripe for hosting events or bringing in tourism dollars for this area for me it's going to be esports like can Myrtle Beach host esports events is it are these sites good is the culture good where are the revenue streams how, how often should they do it So I got asked to come down to Myrtle Beach for three days, play some golf, check out a bunch of facilities at the end of March. And I was like, I will absolutely be there. Nice. Uh, So yeah, that was kind of cool. That'd be something very different too that I've never done before. So looking forward to that one. My low is baseball still in a lockout. So major league baseball is not, if an agreement is not reached today, which it's not, then the regular season will start either postponing some games or canceling some games. These are not, Preseason games; these are actual major league regular season games, which is very disappointing because I always look forward to baseball every single year. But if we don't have a baseball season, the Braves will remain the defending champions for another year, and I'm okay <laughs> with that. Uh, so that's my that's my low is that baseball's still not happening. These billionaires and millionaires can't get on the same page, and that's really frustrating for for fans. Uh, so there's my low. But Scott, throw it to you.
2: Um, my low my my computer is giving me so much. So many issues, Wi-Fi, downloading stuff. I've been to the help desk probably ten times since the semester started. Uh, doing that walk over there, and it's and they're doing shame. everything they can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, and that's, and that's our, our version of, of the walk of shame. <laughs> um, and and help desk is great. They're they're fixing what they can, but this thing is just it's a paperweight and uh, a it's hard a surface forward. for me to write yeah, on. Yeah, that's exactly what it, <laughs> it is. Right it works now. for that, but for <laughs> connecting to Wi-Fi, not not so great. Um, my high is that we might be getting a dog in the king family. Oh, I've a, warned you. In a week, I know. Mm-hmm. I've, I've I've resisted it and resisted it as much as I could, but the kids and Courtney they wore <laughs> me down. We we met a potential um suitor. New dog <laughs> Friday, this little uh, little terrier that we have gone through the adoption process for. <laughs> little we, terror.
0: That's I'm telling you, Possibly. I have two, My one dog bit my other dog's ear, and a chunk of it is now missing. Oh. This week, that's my Dang. low. I'm, you're warned. I've warned. You.
2: <laughs> so a week from now, we will probably have a dog. A terrier is a gateway and then, dog, and then I can <laughs> gateway dog. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I can uh, I can complain about it in our next episode. But it's a it's a high for now. The the, the promise.
0: I, I'm calling it dog. right now. In three months, <laughs> in three months. Scott will have a sticker on his car that said, who adopted who? (laughs) 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 Uh, That'll be funny. Michelle, please go.
3: Um, My highs. I'm really excited for my students right now. Uh, I've had a few students that let me know they passed their board of certification exam. So I'm excited for that. I have an alumni who actually has a she just accepted the dream job. It was a job that I aspired to when I was a child. Um, she will be working as the athletic trainer for the Dance Theater of Harlem. Oh, oh my cool. gosh. Wow. So congratulations, Molly. And um, it's Black History Month, so that's always a high. Cause I'm glad <laughs> we got you in in February. <laughs> right? I know. Oh, no. Last day, we snuck it in. <laughs>
2: <February 28, laughs> I like your
3: shirt, by right, the way. Recording. I didn't to say that. Black is a blessing. All right. So that's my high. My low is... Uh, just acting like life is going on when there's a war about Mm -hmm. to erupt in Ukraine. So Mm -hmm. that is a a serious low for me. Um, it, it concerns me. I'll leave it at that.
0: I'll take your low and I'll spin it differently. Um, yes, that is my low. The dogs are not worth me talking about. (laughs) Um, (laughs) you know, we go away this weekend. This stuff is happening in, um, Ukraine and um the anthem was sung at the Salem Civic Center. Ooh, it was it was probably ooh, I'm gonna lose it.
2: They did the Ukrainian anthem.
0: They did the American <laughs> excuse me. That's okay. And I lost it in the moment. And it was beautiful. Just very, very grateful to live in a place that we were free. Yeah. Excuse me. Like, we played basketball, basketball games this weekend. Yeah. This isn't pent-up emotion from anything else. <laughs> My whole last, yeah. I've almost lost it on this podcast several times, so I apologize. No, but it was an unbelievable rendition of the anthem, and just puts things in perspective. We're going to go play a stupid basketball game, a stupid basketball game. I mean, we're just so lucky to be here right now, going about our everyday lives. So um, my high is um, obviously winning the ODAC championship this weekend.
1: That's
3: it. Yes. Yeah. There's the air
1: horns. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, where are the air horns? Oh, <laughs> come on, Scott. You have one job around here. <laughs> Your <laughs> One play, job is play. to get the, the, <laughs> s- the sound effects ready to go. There we go.
3: I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. It does put things in perspective. It it really does. And the weight that you just shared with us is exactly what we're all going through. Carrying all of this that's going on in the world and, Still being present for each mm-hmm. other, for our team, for our students—it's a lot. I don't know yeah. if we always take the time to just yeah. acknowledge it.
0: Yeah, but no, I'm—I'm I'm so proud of my team. I'm—I'm I'm proud to be their coach, and I'm excited that um, we're not done yet because I love these kids. That's for sure. All right, Michelle, you're gonna—you're gonna take the reins here, okay? So give us your Hornet hot take.
3: A Hornet hot take. Okay, so. Something that I am passionate about and I really want to change during my time here is the way we look at academic probation and making sure that we ensure that education is equitable for all students. And I say that because there's so many ways to look at what we're doing. But I, I look at some of our retention rates and I, our data, and I'm recognizing so many of our underserved communities Ending up in academic probation or mm-hmm. ending up in some type of academic troubles. And the way we have our standards and our bars set sometimes is not designed to help them. It's designed to put a target on them. And that has to change because there there are many different ways to do it. And I don't know the answers because if I did, I would have walked to Tracy and been like, hey, hey, mm-hmm. girl, let's do this. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know the answers, but... You know, we have these arbitrary grade point averages, and sometimes it's like, well, you don't meet this number, so bye. But what about the students who might not have met that number, but were showing progress? Why can't we have a percent change towards? Or, you know, you're showing this improvement. What remediation tools are we giving? And specifically, I work with graduate students a lot, so I think about my graduate students who are, you know, all over the world, working citizens, dealing with the weight of the world. And I want to make sure that we're doing more to help rather than just say you're underperforming, do better, meet this target. And then in a year when they don't, we're okay with them going. I'm not. And I know Mm -hmm. as faculty here and as adjunct, we're. We're not OK with that, but we haven't figured out how to make it better. Mm-hmm. So that's something I'm very passionate about. Hmm. I don't know if that is what my Hornet takes should have been, but that's no, what that it's going to it. be.
2: With, with registration, it, it, it kills me how, um, like if a student doesn't have their FAFSA filled out the right way, or they haven't it's turned in their medical insurance, then they can't register on time because there's a hold on their account. Right. So if you're a f- like a first-generation college student, you don't know what a there's an exact is,
0: time that that their meal passes kick off like one weekend and you watch those kids get turned away at the calf and it's it's really hard mm-hmm. to know that, that just it's just a date on the clock hmm. but who's helping them you know yeah it's and hard. then if you
2: can't you know you can't register for classes when when everyone else does then you're behind right. from from the jump and you can't get in the classes you want and if it's like psychology then you're on a waiting list because all of our classes fill up really quickly and and then you know they have to scramble they have to email professors like individually to say hey can you let me into my this this class and uh you know just put some like behind the starting line
3: it's an unfortunate cycle right we have to break that cycle i hope we do Mm -hmm. we can we just have to work hard. transform that cycle Mm
2: -hmm. transform it
3: (laughs) (laughs) there we go Uh, looking
2: looking at the sound effect (laughs) (laughs) all right next segment Um, Michelle is there something that you do and you wonder is it just you who does this thing or does
3: anyone else there are there are probably several yeah the first thing that comes to mind um, is something that my students especially we teach in the summer in person and on the fall we have hybrid but in the summer I get to see our students every day and it's usually like an 8 a.m. class I teach and I dance while I'm teaching. Mm. I could talk about the knee joint, ACL injuries, and I'm doing a line dance. (laughs) Like on purpose or just subconsciously? I don't know anymore. (laughs) 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 It just happens. I have been caught dancing. Like sometimes it's like I need to practice this step. And so I'm like, okay. So when we look at the knee joint, you want to make sure that you're palpating around the patellar tendon and then sometimes I'm like, oh, we got (laughs) to focus. When you p- do the lockman, make sure your hand placement is here and then I might do a slide step as I get into that. And my students are like, Do you know you're dancing? Sometimes it's yes, sometimes <laughs> it's no. But I teach while I dance and I'm not teaching dance. So that's probably something that only I do. I don't yeah. think there's
1: a lot of faculty that are dancing while teaching. Or teaching while dancing. Mm, you know. Besides <laughs> the obvious ones. Besides yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Besides Marie's tip. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. If I have a lot of coffee in the morning, I might get a little jiggy with it, but ah. very little. <laughs>
3: wow.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> listeners, if you dance while you teach, email us at buzzwords at su.edu.
3: Yeah, let's come up with a routine together.
1: <laughs> I'm down. Uh, okay, so we're gonna let's move on to buzzing about. This is, Michelle, for you to tell us about something that you are emotionally buzzed about. I mean, something that you're just really
2: excited about.
3: I'm excited about Euphoria season finale, which oh. was last night. Do have, have you watched it yet? I did. I haven't watched it yet. And it's dangerous. So what I'm buzzing about is actually <laughs> my, I have an equation to watch Euphoria. It's a TV show on HBO. Um, very powerful. Zendaya is amazing in it. However, it's heavy. It's yeah. heavy, heavy stuff. Yes. So I created an equation for safety and mental health to watch Euphoria. And I went against my own equation last night. Uh-oh. But if you take, you know, Euphoria is a 60 minute show, you have to look at the time the sun sets. So let's say the sun sets at 6 o'clock. If the time in which you want to watch a show, c- because sometimes you're going to binge watch it and you're like, I got to watch three episodes sure. at once. So then, okay, well, maybe I need 180 minutes. But if that time ends after the sun sets, don't watch Euphoria. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> you do not need to end that show when it's dark out interesting and and let's say you have thirty minutes of sunlight left after you finish watching euphoria. You have to watch the office in that time frame oh, to nice. rejuvenate the soul. <laughs> yeah kind of like
1: decompress st- a little bit yeah
3: yeah that is my that That's is your the formula. pie. <laughs> That yeah. is the pie formula, <laughs> not 3.14. That is <laughs> yeah, the pie formula for watching Euphoria. Let, let me
2: add to that, that if you watch it on your Hulu account with HBO Plus, mm-hmm. and then your kids go on Hulu the next day, don't have Euphoria just waiting there ready for them oh to watch. No. Exactly. Not, not, um, not exactly kid-friendly.
3: <laughs> not at all. So that's something I'm buzzing about. Sure. Right,
2: yeah. that's, f- that's fair. <laughs> all right. How about a buzzword breakdown? What is a buzzword you try to embody in your work at SU, Michelle?
3: So I have a family motto. And I'll, I don't know if everyone has a family crest like Game of Thrones, but um, mm. our family motto is to do it with love. That's Ooh. what my, mm. my grandma has said. My mom continues to say. I say it to my nieces. Um, but I think if I were to put my teaching and my experience here at SU in one word, it would be compassion. So I try to take that love. I try to do everything I do with love. But I also know that we need a lot of compassion, mm-hmm. not just for each other, but for ourselves. We put a lot of pressure on ourselves. We put a lot of task on our plates. We get doughed sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And we need to have compassion with ourselves when we, quote, unquote, fall short of what we put on ourselves because we're still falling in the stars, Because we're the daughter of the stars. Oh, you you were ready Slip it. smooth.
1: (laughs) Right? I knew it was coming. I could feel it. I could feel (laughs) it,
3: too. So no matter what we're doing, we are still excelling. And we're going to keep going. But we have to do it with compassion. So I really do try to meet my students with compassion. I'll start my meetings with, hey, how are you doing? Which, hey, everybody says that. And I'm like, I want to tell you how I'm doing. And I'll tell them something random. It might be about the rabbit in my backyard. It might be (laughs) about, um, hey, I fell on my knee and I scraped my knee like I was a four-year-old. But I want to open up. And I've learned that as I open up more, they open up more, too. And we meet at this level of understanding and compassion. Mm -hmm. And with that door open, a lot more learning happens. For sure. A lot more listening happens a lot more love happens so
0: michelle is there
3: anything that you would like to plug yes we have a esports curriculum coming which Mm -hmm. is finally at the ucc level so hopefully that gets passed and that will be a secondary graduate certificate that is specialized for esport athletes Coaches, or anyone who just loves gaming and wants to learn about the health and fitness of our eSport athletes. So I appreciate Joey and Zach and Chris, the whole team, for working with our Division of Athletic Training to try to build this graduate certificate for not just the. It will be another acronym: <laughs> eSport, health and fitness. I can't. H
2: F. I don't even know how to.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but we'll also do a medicine track to help our healthcare professionals understand the demands that are being placed on our esport athletes. Because yeah, you might be thinking, oh, they sit at a computer or at a game console and play, but you're not understanding the postural. No, back to the research. <laughs> you're not understanding the postural impacts that might have, the visual, the nutrition, the mm-hmm. sleep, the oh, mental yeah. health. There's so much that wraps up in your overall well-being, and that affects your performance. So that's something I'm really excited about. Another thing, the Division of Athletic Training. We're moving into National Athletic Trainer Month in March.
0: All right. nice. Athletic (laughs) Trainer. I will never make that mistake again, so thank you for correcting me. Not a
3: problem. We're doing a day in the life, Wednesday, March 9th. Yes. So we're bringing – About 80 high school students to Shenandoah's campus, and we're taking them through a day in the life of athletic training. So teaching them little skills about, you know, vertical jump height and FMS testing, concussion testing, taking them to the cadaver lab. So I think that's something I'm super excited about. Anything else? I mean, I'm excited about the people I work with. Yeah. I just want to give the Division a shout-out because they make this great. The Conservatory makes this great. You all make this great. Like, Shenandoah is a great place because of the people we work with, and I'm always excited about that.
2: I'm all excited right. for this episode to go out. We're going to get hopefully some more listeners, Yeah. but th- they're going to stick around Ooh. If, if if we have any other guests anywhere as close to as dynamic and and good to listen to, as Michelle has been. Well, Thank thanks. you, Michelle. Uh, our sponsor of the day, <laughs> by the way, <laughs> the, uh, the referees from the ODAC. Melissa is smiling
1: happily <laughs> right women's now. Women's
2: basketball yeah. tournament um, this weekend. And just during this 33-minute uh, podcast, they actually called us for traveling six times <laughs> while we were sitting here. You couldn't hear the whistle on the microphone, but there was some <laughs> tweet, travel. Mm-hmm. Um, so thanks, refs. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, is Melissa's Love you. holding her tongue. Um, but I- I'm we, just here so I don't there. get fined. There you go. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's um,
0: it. Reminder our email is buzzwords at su.edu. Please, please, please hit us up with anything and everything. Our website is subuzzwords.podbean.com. Our next guest is Professor. Pro- Professor Yolanda Shields. I was thinking about Professor Shields. Mm -hmm. Professor Yolanda Shields, best-selling author, senior consultant, and professor in the School of Business. Looking forward to it. Mm -hmm. That's just next week now, right? That is. You missed us. You're going to get hit with us twice. Okay. That's right. And as always, keep Keep on on buzzing. buzzing.